You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Locked On Indians podcast brought to you by the Locker Room app. Last week on the Locker Room app, I had a few people pop in and out, nothing too in-depth, so I ended up doing a 51-minute, 51-minute, I did a 51-pick mock draft in there, uh, just on the fly based on information, scouting reports and history. If you want to find out information like that, hear about it on the fly, uh, if you want to be someone who's listening to a mock draft as it happens, uh, join me on Locker Room, typically on Saturday nights. For those who don't know who I am, uh, if this is your first time listening to Locked On Indians, welcome. I am Jeff Ellis formerly of Scout, formerly of 24-7, where I served as the lead prospect and draft analyst. I also wrote at Indians Baseball Insider. Before that, uh, my first feature over there was Diamonds in Single A, where I wrote about such luminaries as Connor Graham. No, I'm trying to remember who they got as a return for Rafael Betancourt. Connor Graham is who I'm thinking. That may not be the case. Uh, Alexander Perez... Uh, comes to mind as well. Uh, players of that ilk from that era, uh, not a huge amount of success stories. I wish the site still existed. A little bit sad that I can't kind of go back and find what I wrote at Indians Baseball Insider because it doesn't exist anymore. But yeah, that whole history of articles, uh, unfortunately, is lost to time. Uh, so on the show today, kind of a weird transition. Sorry about that. Uh, before I actually get into the show today, uh, I was going to mention I'm doing some traveling. It's we are fully vaxxed in my household. All of my relatives are, and we have not had a chance to see anyone in Ohio. It's been nearly a year since I visited with my father, for instance, who I had on the podcast uh, last July. So we're loading up. What's that mean? It means that uh, I'll do a video podcast this week, but I will not be doing one for next week. It means that I will be recording podcasts without my Yeti mic, so the sound quality will be lower. And it also means what I'm probably going to do since we are traveling uh, this week into next week and my in-laws have terrible, terrible internet is I'm probably going to do a like three-day mock draft. Like I'm going to sit back. Uh, if that is not your thing, I apologize now. But that is something that I have always done on the show. It's done my mock drafts. I'm going to do kind of what I did in locker room and just sit here and do three days of it. I'm going to do like 80-odd picks of a month early mock draft it'll be something different something fun for some and for others hey it's a day you can skip but uh, if that's your bag uh, that'll be something to look forward to that's going to be friday monday possibly tuesday we'll see how much uh at what point i really feel like i don't have enough data to continue so that that's kind of where i am what i am thinking in terms of the podcast uh before we get into the shane bieber news and pitching in general we're gonna spend a lot of time talking about pitching why don't we save talking about Bieber and pitching for segments two and three, talk about the win, and then talk about Jake Bowers helping out the Indians. That's right. Let's start there. Old friend alert, Jake Bowers. Uh, after we have spent so much time talking about him, you probably thought we were done. Oh, no, we are not done. If you missed it, uh, he had his first home run of the year, capping a Mariners comeback victory over the Twins. So 4-3 victory. Uh, Bowers had his first home run in the fifth and first home run of the year. It happened in the fifth and, uh, yeah, it helps the Indians. Minnesota is 26 and 40 now 
15 games back. I mean, they're just, every time it looks like things are going to come together, they have not been for them. But yeah, Jake Bowers leaves Cleveland, immediately hits his first home run. But it still benefits the Indians in a way. Just want to point that out. Wanted to make note of it. It is kind of humorous on a level that it's it happened the minute he got out. But hey, that's, uh, you know, we had to talk about it. Uh, you know, if he's going to go somewhere else and actually live up to his potential, at least let it occur at points like that where he's helping the Indians. So we're going to talk about pitching in a bit. But for J.C. Mejia, uh, going four innings, giving up two runs on four hits, one walk, striking out three, you'll take that. He is not fully stretched out. That's just 55th. Nope, that's not how you say that word. 55 pitches for him. But especially after going one inning in his last start, uh, you have to be more than happy with the results in this one. Uh, if you are an Indians fan, Nick Sandlin comes in and pitches well. Brian Shaw, not his best outing. Then Karen Jock and Classe come in and close the door. Uh, part of me wonders if the back and forth with Karen Jock and Classe is still a heavy split number of saves. Neither of them can claim a closer role. Neither of them are going to have an outrageous save count. Uh, if they keep this up, then that just makes it so you can maybe long-term drive down value in things like arbitration. Maybe I'm being too uh, irrational or too uh, stuck in the Indians' modus of operandis of uh, suppressing salaries, but it's hard for me to ignore the fact that they seem to go back and forth between those players quite often. So, you know, it, it sticks out to me. I wonder if it sticks out to anyone else. So let's talk about this one. Uh, the Indians win four to three. They had five hits. So did the Orioles. The Orioles also had a pair of errors. The Indians had no walks. The Orioles had four. Uh, again, it, it's it's a weakness for this team. This is a team that does not walk. They do not walk at all, and pitchers know that, and I think that's part of the reason uh, they've had their struggles throughout the year. But yeah, this is it's something I talked about in yesterday's show, and it's going to continue to be something I harp on. Uh, this is not a team with high walk percentages. See, so, I mean, you look at the bottom of the lineup, and it's kind of disaster zone. Over three for Harold Ramirez, over three for Naylor, over three for Ray Rivera, over three for Bob, or not Bobby, oof, for Bradley Zimmer. Getting my Bradleys confused. Uh, Bobby Bradley had a hit in this one, as did Eddie Rosario and Cesar Hernandez, and over three for Ahmed Rosario hitting two. Your only guy to reach base twice was Jose Ramirez. He also had the only extra base hit. He had a double in this one. By and large, you're looking at that. It's like Jose Ramirez is an easy pick for one of your stars of the game uh, just by the fact he had two hits and an extra base hit. We talked about the pitching. The other side of things, the Indians benefited from the two errors. Uh, but just, you know, if you do that base box score stuff that I do where I just kind of look at hits, errors, and walks, Baltimore should have won this game. For once, it was... Baltimore, who failed to have timely hitting and the Indians taking advantage. Most of their damage coming in that first inning. They got three runs there. They got one more later. So if you missed it, it was a single, a hit by pitch. So that's how Rosario reached. Uh, then they had a wild pitch. So then both runners advanced to second and third. Ramirez singles, and that scores one. Eddie Rosario sack fly to get one across. Bradley, Bobby Bradley singles with two outs to get it with one out, sorry, to get Jose Ramirez across, and then Harold Ramirez into a double play, which is especially unfortunate in that situation. Uh, but they got three. They would come back and get their final run in the sixth. You had uh, an error 
which allows Hernandez to uh, to reach. And he had a ground out, a dropped foul ball, and then uh, Jose Ramirez doubled, and that scored Cesar Hernandez, and that's your fourth run in this one, which meant that when Shaw gave up a run uh, in the seventh that uh, didn't come back to haunt the Indians, they were able to pick up the win. Yeah, I mean, you you need to beat Baltimore. I think I saw that this is the Orioles' 16th straight road loss. That's how bad they have been on the road. You especially have to beat them in those situations. I know the Orioles have had a weird kryptonite for the Indians, but this was a must-win, and they won. Uh, hopefully they'll continue to do so, but I mean, we don't even know who's pitching for the Indians. That'll be something we talk about uh, in the second part of the show. But first, a quick break and some words from our sponsors. So stocks, memes, rocket chips, day trading can be a lot of fun, but if you want to throw if you want to grow your long-term wealth, make and make it to the moon, you should open up a wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only one percent of day traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor if you're doing it alone. Wealthfront Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified low-cost index funds personalized just for you in a, in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help lower your taxes. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can more than cover the low annual 2.5% advisory fee. Best of all, it's automatic. And best of all for you, the listeners, guess what? Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion in assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free. So that means you're going to get that uh, harvesting for free by going over to wealthfront.com backslash locked on MLB. All you need is $500 to get started. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to wealthfront.com backslash locked on MLB. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash locked on MLB to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com dot com backslash locked on mlb and get started today we also have sports trade you know there are a lot of places popping up with this similar idea because it's a good idea and that's why you want to go to sports trade right now and do this idea of players as stocks because it's giving you two ways to be successful it's not just the fact a player goes out and performs but it's also you're going to get rewarded for being ahead of the curve when you're able to find a player, when you're out there uh, discovering a guy, finding the Shane Beavers, who we'll talk about in our next segment, uh, when they're you know not a top 100 prospect, when they're barely a top 10 prospect in their own system, and you're able to buy low on that guy, buy and trade and share, supply and demand. So it's not just about performance. It's also that supply and demand that is there to help you uh, make a little scratch over at sportstrade.com. Sign up today at sportstrade.com and discover the fun, exciting, and profitable new world of sports training. This is truly the evolution of fantasy sports. I really think you'll be amazed. Don't sit on the sidelines any longer. Get into the action at sportstrade.com. So Shane Bieber's out. Uh, last thing the Indians needed, right? This uh, starting rotation might be the worst in baseball right now. Uh, you have Savali. Okay, he's he's good. He's a good, solid pitcher. He is also a guy who was not part of the Indians' postseason rotation. He was going. He's the fourth arm. Like in a longer one, it would he would have been, but he was their fourth arm. He was moved to the pen in the postseason because that's where the Indians kind of uh, ranked him. 
that's kind of crazy when you think about it, uh, that he went from that to being the last man standing. Bieber's hurt, Plesak's hurt. Uh, you go back to that original grouping on opening day. Mackenzie and Allen were sent down. Uh, Allen is not pitched. He has been hurt in the minors. He is not quite right. Tristan McKenzie leads the majors in walks, and he's been sent down multiple times, but he's walked so many dudes. He still leads the majors in walks, uh, even though he's not pitched a ton of innings. Like it's His control issues are so pronounced. Bieber did not look good. We talked about that on the show yesterday. He did not look like quite the same guy, and then it turns out there's a reason why. You know, tightness in his shoulder, that's the first thing that scared me. Uh, and then they're saying it's just a muscle strain, and he's going to be temporarily shut down where he does not throw for two weeks, and the Indians called up Kyle Nelson because they need bullpen depth, depth with uh, all the times they've had to really just go 8-9 deep. We talked about that game on Saturday. The Indians' rotation now, I mean, we're looking at Savali, J.C. Mejia, who only can go about four innings, Paul Quantrell, who's about at 50 pitches, uh, Trevor Steffen they might try. I mean, he was a starter at Arkansas. He was a starter with the Yankees. He pitched 45, uh, had 45 pitches on Sunday. Uh, we're going to dig into the minors to try to find some more candidates that could help them. But I, I don't know where you go. I mean, that's that's three-fifths of your rotation. Do you go back to Sam Henches? He hasn't been good. He's been very limited. Um, I got a nice email from Nathan uh, Kingsley, who we you know kind of came up with some of those trade ideas. We'll probably save that for later on in the week, uh, getting back. But you know, he he agreed with my assessment with with Henches, where it's like he's a big lefty and he can throw hard. He might have more trade value than he's you know. What we've seen him do in the big leagues hasn't been all that impressive, but he is still a big lefty with velocity, and that always has trade value. And there could be a spot or a situation where you could flip Sam Henches to get you, you know, a little bit more help. Someone like uh, Tyler Anderson with the Pirates that we talked about. Maybe there's a world where, you know, I talked about my interest in JT Brubaker. Maybe there's a world where you can do something with Henches and a Rokoya. Well, Rokoya is probably a bit high, but maybe you could do like a Henches and a Jose Tenya or an Aaron Bracho or one of those 40-man guys who's far away and get someone like Brubaker with five years of control who's pitching well now on a Pirates team that uh, is probably going to look to sell. But, yeah, I, I can't even project this rotation. I, I think maybe they'll try Henches again. So Henches, Mejia, Quantrell, that's three spots, right? And then we have uh, Savali, so that's that gives us four. Uh, then who am I forgetting? Uh, you know, like I said, is, is it Trevor Steffen? Uh, Eli Morgan was pulled from his last start kind of suddenly, so maybe there's an injury issue there. Scott Moss hasn't pitched at all this year. I think they would have given Logan Allen another chance if he had been healthy. I, they are just so beat up in the minors. Cody Morris, I talked about many times in this podcast, is one of the big helium pitchers in system. Missing all of last year. He had some really good numbers. He was a top 100 prospect by uh, Dan Zaborski's Zips for a reason. Guy who really came on after being drafted out of South Carolina when they cleaned some things up with him. And he hasn't pitched this year. I just went to look at that data online. And he has not pitched this year. And that's that's the issue. It's like um, Joey Cantillo. 
who they got in, you know, who I said was probably the third biggest part in the Clevenger trade. And he hasn't, he hasn't pitched this year. You go and you look at the Akron Rubber Ducks roster. Ethan Hankins is listed. Of course, he had Tommy John surgery. Uh, we talked about Morris. We talked about Cantillo. I mean, those are three guys who, depending on how you rank, were definitely top 25 prospects who have not pitched at all this year. Adam Scott is someone I talked about is like a borderline uh, top 40 addition. You know, he was a senior sign who they did not, they gave more than senior sign money to his pitcher very well. Another lefty. And I don't think he has pitched this year. If and even if he has pitched, he's currently hurt. So that's, you know, it may be their three most interesting pitchers on that Akron squad. Uh, Nick Miklojak uh, excluded, who just have not pitched this year due to injury. It's now reduced to kind of a lot of players who, you know, I, I look at the Akron, who has pitched in Akron this year, and you see a lot of the guys who've gone up and down. A lot of the people who are just uh, appearing in games, a lot of their starters are not guys I consider like prospects. They're guys who are there uh, as depth arms because the players who are supposed to be in that rotation are hurt. And that's what makes this all the more difficult uh, for the Indians is, you know, maybe you, if Cody Morse is pitching well, you have to add him to the 40 man at the end of the season anyways. You could try to be aggressive with him. Uh, Joey Cantillo, same thing. Adam Scott, he was already, like I said, he was a senior sign. He was an older pitcher. Those are the guys, but none of them have pitched. So it's it's the double whammy of yes, Bieber is out and Plesak is out. But it's also the fact that the pitching in the minors has been, especially the upper minors, has been absolutely ravaged by injury. So they don't even have those options. I think more than anything else, that has to be uh, making management pull their hair out it's the players you thought would be there for you uh, almost across the board aren't scott moss has 14 innings in triple a eli morgan has 17 logan allen has 13 those are the three guys who were supposed to help you out when players got hurt and they've been hurt and you go down to double a and your most interesting prospects there the guys who you might add to the 40 man at the end of the season they've all been hurt it's it's kind of ridiculous. Like I said, on paper, you're like, oh, well, you know, they lost Bieber, they lost Plesak, that stinks. But it goes beyond that. When you look at the fact that the depth has just been absolutely demolished. They don't have those arms. I, I look at this team, you go down to like AAA, and Kirk McCarthy is pitching okay across 41 innings. <laughs> By the way, second on the team is Kyle Dowdy with 20, and third is Matt Couch, Matt Koch at 17.2, who wasn't even with the organization when the season began. That's how much they've had to go dig. Uh, oh, it doesn't have all the updated rate data. When I went to look at Kurt McCarthy here. He's got 30 strikeouts over those 41 innings. I mean, I could sit there and do the math. 11 walks. I, like, he might get a shot. You know, he was a lefty... Uh, Southern Miss, so he went to school with uh, Sandlin. Seventh round pick in 2017, I believe Sandlin was in 2018. But he's 25-year-old, 5'10 lefty. Uh, Maybe he gets a call-up or shot. But yeah, I I look at Akron, and I just don't see much there. I don't see a lot of guys who are 
currently in this group. Like Shane McCarthy has had some had some run at some point. Uh, Nick uh, Miklo Jock, Miklo Jock, uh, the he's a reliever. But I mean, he's a legitimate prospect. Like he is the biggest pitching prospect by far down there. Francisco Perez was a guy I liked at points. Is kind of an interesting developmental arm. But, you know, there's a lot of, like, Tanner Tully, who's that guy that goes up and down through the system as needed. Alex Royalty, Thomas Poncello, uh, good organizational soldier types, but these are not the guys who, Zach Draper, who you're kind of counting on that high ceiling growth. And that's, that's like I said, the bigger issues. They, it's not even the fact that they have a few arms hurt. It's literally your top three AAA arms are hurt. Your top four AA starters are all hurt as well. You look at Cleveland's rotation, what, two-fifths of it is currently injured. You go down to Columbus, and three-fifths of the rotation has been consistently hurt. You go down to AA Akron, and four-fifths of the projected rotation for AA Akron. If you had said, you know, project Akron's rotation in February, four-fifths of that projected rotation hasn't pitched this year, hasn't thrown a single pitch and that's why they are where they are right now. It's why, like I said, it's frustrating if you're a front office because it's not just the Cleveland Indians injuries. It's the fact that organizationally across the board, for as good as they've been at pitcher development, that right now they've got a big gap in there where they don't have a lot of the more than back end or organizational types. And we haven't seen that issue really in almost a decade but that's occurring. But it's also right now for whatever they're doing. I don't know if it's because all these guys did not pitch in a typical setting last year or what's going on. But I mean, the injuries, they just don't have choices. And we've talked about that 40 man crunch. Almost every single starter I have mentioned on this show who needs to be added to the 40 man at the end of the season is currently or has been for significant parts of the season hurt. And if you do add someone like you know, uh, Kirk McCarthy, he's probably going to get removed at the end of the season. And that's always one of those things where then you're kind of exposing yourself to losing that player and teams don't like to do that. But I also don't know what you do if you're the Indians right now. I honestly, I don't, if I was in charge, well, why don't we take a quick commercial break and I'll tell you what I would do if I was in charge with the rotation in its current form. Uh, and also explain my own concerns with Shane Bieber Uh, just based on what was stated there in his uh, earlier report. So let's go over to betonline.ag, our official partner in all things betting and lines, and go look at the Indians line for tomorrow. Let's go find out and see what they think about this Cleveland Indians matchup with Cal Quantrell going against Matt Harvey. Baltimore has been so bad on the road that even though Quantrell is going to be in essentially his first not his first start of the year, but it's going to be uh, him doing what he has not done all year. He, the Indians are still negative uh, negative uh, 1.5 in this one. If that's a good line, you want to go over to betonline.ag. Go place your bet today. Remember to use that promo code LOCKED ON. That gives you a 5050% bonus on your first deposit. Go check out betonline.ag today. Anything you could possibly want to bet on, they have you covered. That is betonline.ag. The promo code is locked on. Another fantastic sponsor here at the end of the show is rockauto.com. We have talked about Rock Auto for over a year now. I've talked about my lack of car knowledge. I've talked about the things that I can do in a car, which essentially drive it 
and put air in the tires. That's about the long and the short of what I can do. And I can still easily navigate the Rock Auto website. I can go there and make sure that when I do need to get parts and pieces for my car, that I am getting a good price, that I am getting a good deal. It's a great tool for you to advocate for yourself in the world of cars, where honestly, we all know there are some scammers out there. Avoid the scammers. Go to rockauto.com. And remember when you do go to rockauto.com and the little how'd you hear about us box, you're going to type locked on, locked on MLB, locked on Indian, some form of locked on to let them know that we sent you. Go check out Rock Auto. Do it for yourself. Rockauto.com. Make sure to let them know we sent you. So why am I concerned about Bieber? And, you know, I, I wrote about this online and it could be because I watch too much college baseball and I follow too much college baseball. Uh, in the major leagues, they're a little bit more forthcoming, but in college baseball, when I see like a strained shoulder uh, and then shut down for two weeks and then we're going to come back to it, that's like just about always means uh, surgery is coming. Like that is the college equivalent of Tommy John is on the way. Uh, I always love the times where a guy has an unspecified knee injury and then needs Tommy John surgery later that month. Uh, college baseball is really bad in its reporting and able to kind of hide things in the margins more than uh, professional baseball. I don't want to get anyone worried. I don't want anyone to be like, oh no, uh, Bieber is done. But it's just that thing where tightness is a scary word. Like 100%. You see tightness, that should be kind of scary. And then no pitching at all for 14 days. Uh, a little bit concerning, but also like that's smart. You want to rest an area so you don't need surgery. And hopefully it is a mild strain and not like a mild strain that's actually a mild tear. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully it's nothing. Hopefully I'm just using my college baseball brain and putting it in overdrive, but it is a concern. Uh, but again, I think my initial fears are more because college baseball is really disingenuous in their injury reports. What would I do with this team right now? Okay, so Zavali is your one. I'm probably leaving Mejia alone. Uh, he's shown enough of points. Let's just let him go out there and pitch. Let's stretch out Quantrell. Let's see if he can do the starting job. I thought he would be the fifth starter uh, most of the preseason. Uh, Logan Allen ended up getting it with because Quant Quantrell was not good in that role. Let's see if he can do it. If he is really bad over the course of a month starting, then we know that he is a reliever all the way and there's no point even trying for another role. But let's see if maybe he can do it. So that covers us with three spots. Honestly, with the lack of depth and the injuries in AAA, I think your fourth starter has to be Sam Henches. Let's see if, what he can do. The only caveat there is if you want to keep him in the pen to preserve trade value. Because if he goes and he continues to show that he can't be a starter, then that's uh, a point that a team could use. I, again, teams are going to like big-bodied lefties who throw hard, but it, they can always come back and be like, yeah, he's clearly not a starter. Look, he has the data to show he's not a starter. So there could be a reason for not having him as a starter. Now the fifth starter. This is where you have to get creative. It, you know, If you're going to go with the Trevor Steffen, if you're going to, whose name I keep messing up, if you go down, speaking of names I messed up, I should say it's Kurt McCarty, not McCarthy, not to be confused with Shane McCarthy, even though I do confuse those too often. Uh, I think McCarty, you consider, is a fifth uh, option. 
you know, it's interesting he skipped double A. Uh, he's not missing a lot of bats. It's never been his game. He is listed either at 5'8 or 5'10, depending on where you look. But one of his biggest issues is a high home run rate. But AAA, we've talked about how terrible that park is. And that's the one park where I might actually use XFIP instead of FIP. But his XFIP is like 4'9, while his FIP is over 5. So it's still a very limited profile with uh, McCarty. But honestly, he's about your only option in AAA. I, Trevor, Stefan, you know, struggled to find consistency as a starter. He's been a little up and down in the pen. I don't know if you want to mess with him anymore in his role. That's, that's not an ideal situation. <laughs> and that's that's why this is such a big issue, is they have no depth because, you know, I'll just keep going back to it. Three-fifths of that Columbus rotation, what should be that rotation right now, are not pitching or hurt or have missed significant time. And, you know, I misspoke when I talked about the accurate rotation. If you go and you look at the Akron prospects listed there, their five top starting pitching prospects have combined to throw zero pitches this year. That's right. Their combined top five pitching prospects, that is Carlos Vargas and Ethan Hankins, who are both not going to pitch this year, but are listed on the Akron DL. Uh, Adam Scott, Joey Cantillo, and Cody Morris. Those are their top five guys. If all five of those guys were healthy, they would all be in double A. Hillman might be getting pushed up to triple A. Some of those other guys racking up starts would be pushed lower. It's just the truth of it. Like their priority prospects are all hurt. And when you have eight tenths of your top arms not pitching in the minors, your starters in the upper part of it, it makes it really hard to find that guy. And then when you have two, you know, fifths, and then you have basically no proven or set options. Um, you know, a year ago, we were so happy about the depth. When Tristan McKenzie came up, it's like, we can trade Clevenger because we have depth. We can trade Carrasco because we went out and we added Quantrell and all these other young players. Well, the problem is just, again, it's just no health in this, with this team in general. I honestly, fifth starter, I mean, I would look for a trade. That's that's the honest goodness truth, because it's not like this situation is going to get any better. Um, you know, Hankins and Vargas are a year out with Tommy John, which takes another year to really recover from. I don't know if I feel comfortable with any of the pitchers I talked about uh, outside of Savali. They're currently projected to that Indian starting rotation. And there's not, you know, the Indians' top prospects outside of Tristan McKenzie aren't pitchers. So even if McKenzie can figure it, I mean, honestly, my fifth starter is McKenzie, and I'm just going to let him figure it out in the big leagues uh, if I'm running the team. That's that's just the truth of it. At this point in time, it's like I'm going to throw all the young guys there who have some ceiling and see what they can do. It's it's going to be Savali, Mejia, uh, Quantrell, McKenzie, Henches, and then sink or float with them. Because, you know, while I sit there and debate a uh, a Kirk McCarty, the ceiling's limited. I'd rather just run with the guys who have a high ceiling. And then, you know, maybe you can make a trade for someone like Tyler Anderson or, you know, I hate trading for like a Wade Miley because a rental is kind of silly, but if they're close enough to contend at the deadline, then trading for a starting pitching rental makes sense. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in, in general, I know, we talk about, you know, none of these guys were top prospects, but like Savali was a bit on the radar. 
uh, Bieber was definitely on the radar. I mean, he moved part of the reason it's a little disingenuous. When I talk about, he moves so quickly through the minors. It was like when Cody Allen moved very quickly, like Bieber covered three levels in a year and had eight walks that year. Like I had him as a top five prospect. It wasn't, you know, anyone who really knew that system knew him. And before he got called up, I, I had labeled him the number one prospect in the system. Like you saw that it was there. It wasn't completely bonkers when he came up and started to play uh, really well. Like I, I, it was clear he was going to be a solid mid rotation at worst case. And now I did not think the ceiling his hit was going to happen, but there isn't that in this system right now, and that's kind of the problem. It's with the loss of last year, and then with so far what has been a loss with the pitching for this year. It's set up a situation where it's a disaster. It is an absolute disaster. And I'll just keep coming back to it. Two-fifths of your starting rotation is currently hurt. Three-fifths of your AAA rotation is hurt. And five-fifths of your top prospects in AA starting rotation are hurt. That's how you get to where they are. And it's a miracle that this team is in second place with their record. But if I was in charge, I'd just be running with the five high-ceiling arms. And hopefully you can see what could come of them. Uh, Hopefully guys like, you know, Moss and Morgan will get healthy. I would love to see them get opportunities. Honestly, like I've been higher on Moss and Morgan than I am on Henches. So if either of them were healthy and even Logan Allen, I I would pitch all of them in those spots, but right now they're not. And with the double a arms, hopefully they can get healthy and we can see them because with the loss of that 2020 season and right now the loss of, I mean, the first month of the 2021 season, it's been a disaster. And, you know, a guy like Cody Morris, who's already kind of a late blooming developing guy, it's even harder and an even bigger loss that we haven't seen him at all this year. I went a bit long. Locked on Indians podcast. Thank you. Remember to rate and review. Download daily. I've been Jeff Ellis. And for the next year, maybe two, go Tribe.